As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Watch Fanatics Podcast. If you'd like, you can follow me, David, at WatchFanaticDavid or Kevin at WatchFanatics.ca. Please subscribe and feel free to leave us a five-star review on wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Watch fans. As you can see from the title, this is a re-release of an older episode we did back in 2020. It is also inspired by the Canadian International Auto Show, but um, don't let the date throw you off. Even though we're in 2023, the topics that we discuss transcend the date because we talk a little bit of car history, race history, which hasn't changed in the last three years. We also talk about certain collaborations between watch companies and car companies that still are relevant and who knows might make car watch history in the future so without any further hesitation here's the episode you came to me with an idea of doing cars and watches yeah we just came back from the uh, canadian international auto show and uh, we just decided it would be a great idea to do an episode on cars and uh, watches. Absolutely. Great idea. Um, we thought about it earlier, but my main concern was it covers so much ground, right? Oh, yeah. There's enough content, just uh, cars alone. We could talk about cars all day long. Yeah, but also... Watches at the same time. Also, the history, car history and watch history that overlap. There's mm-hmm. branding, I think, overlap. There's um, collabs, a lot of collabs that go on forever and ever. There's also sponsorship, mm-hmm. so a lot of watches, sponsorship, automotive events, um, historic automotive events, and annual events that we all come to enjoy. It could just go on forever. But mm-hmm. I like how you felt it was important to narrow it down collaborations. Yeah, I think collaborations in uh, the automotive field, because watch brands, they collab with all types of sporting events and sports, yes, yes. not just racing and not just automotive, but uh, cycling, tennis, soccer, just to name a few. Golf. Golf. Rolex yeah. is heavy yeah. with golf. Yeah. We will focus on the major brands. And not the micro brands this episode because micro brands do the same and we could just go on forever and ever. But just to narrow it down, 
we'll, we'll stick with the major brands, which brings me another concern. Mm-hmm. What's that? You're a big Rolex fanboy, so how do we prevent this from becoming a Rolex show? And you're also a BMW fanboy, so how do we prevent this from being a BMW show? Because <sighs> I know you could talk about either of those for hours. Well, we're just going to skim by Rolex for today. We'll just briefly talk about uh, Rolex relationship. They don't really have a collaboration with any watch brands. I'm sure you could find one. Uh, The closest one that I found would be a Rolex Daytona. All right. Well, let's start with that then. Let's get the Rolex out of the way. Okay. Make love to your Rolex and then we'll have a cigarette (laughs) for the rest of the (laughs) podcast. Well, already, Dave? It's a little early for that. No. All right. Let's keep to Rolex in. Well, okay, let's hear what you got. So for Rolex Daytonas, it's, it's uh, one of my grail watches. Watches with chronograph. And uh, that's how pretty much the automotive industry and uh, watch industry partnered together. It's how they began. Uh, they with started making Yeah, dashboard clocks. Oh, yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Back in the day. Back in the day, dashboard clocks supplied automotive manufacturers. And then these watch companies uh, began partnering with motorsport teams for timekeeping purposes. Right, right, right. right. Times. That's right. Cars were not car companies. They were coach work companies, right? So Way back when, yeah. Yeah, they used to, when they became cars, they enlisted watch companies to make their gauges mm-hmm. or clocks sorry yeah the clocks oh. when the genre of watches some people say flyer diver driver drivers are all chronographs i take yes. it right yeah okay mm-hmm. sorry go on that would be the land portion the land land air and sea land air and sea so mm-hmm. land is most of the time referred to chronographs or field yes, yes. Uh, either or oh okay that's okay but you can have chronograph. You can use it for air time too. But usually for air, it would be a GMT. Right, right, right. Or, because or, multiple time zones. And... Or a Flieger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. You're with Rolex. Uh, Rolex Daytona. Daytona, as we know, uh, Daytona Beach. The, uh, I think. Um, Ooh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Goes right. way back to. Daytona Speedway, right? When they were on the sand before the Daytona Speedway, back in the early 1900s in Daytona, Florida, there were automotive races organized on the beach, and a lot of land speed records were set in the early 1900s. Most notable was from Sir Malcolm Campbell of Great Britain. He wore Rolex watches on and off racetracks in the 30s. So that's where Rolex got involved. And then after that, they decided to build the Daytona Raceway because they could no longer race on the sand on the beach. So they moved to a new facility. And uh, since then, that was in the 50s. Who who built the Speedway? Rolex? No, no. Oh, no, okay. No. Daytona just, International just the, Speedway. Oh, okay. The organizers yeah. of the event. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure who owns the actual Speedway, but uh, Rolex hasn't been involved since inception. Thus, the uh, da- Rolex Daytona came uh, into fruition back in 1963, I believe, was the first Rolex to be debuted. Reference number 6239. 
which is a pre-Daytona. And then from 6239, there's a lot of references. And most notable racer that has come from the Daytona Speedway would be none other than Paul Newman. Yes, Paul Newman from the late 60s. He raced on Daytona Speedway. And uh, yeah, his... I know he has an extensive race history. Okay, yeah. so Rolex is more, not a car brand, but with racers. With with racing, yeah, mainly just for the Daytona. Um, they, they obviously support um, racing itself. Oh, clearly, they're yes. everywhere. Specific race manufacturers, I... race cars. I think before it turns into a history lesson, what you should talk about, what you found was that fun fact. The fun fact that I found for everyone is uh, Mercedes hands are in the hour hands has a Mercedes logo. That, in fact, is incorrect because the Mercedes logo, the three-pointed star, actually has the star starting from the top point and then spreads out to the bottom left and right points. On a Rolex, our hand, it's the reverse. So it's upside down. It's really not a Mercedes hands, even though it looks that way. Who do you think was behind this major marketing thing? Was that a Rolex? It's probably, um, according to what I've read, it was probably a graduation of cathedral hands. Yeah, it... Which is I've always thought they were. Version. I always thought they were cathedral hands, and you've yes. always corrected me. Always corrected me on it's, it's Rolex hands. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Mercedes. It's Rolex. They look like <laughs> Sorry, Mercedes. You've always corrected me that. Star. You've always corrected me that it was a Mercedes hand. I haven't always corrected you, but they look oh, like it, God. doesn't? Don't they? Unless you inspect it, then it's actually an upside down three pointed star. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's an easy way to distinguish between cathedral hands of one style versus the cathedral hands that Rolex uses. I mean, it's in our everyday watch conversation now. So, whoever started it, good on you. Great branding. Yeah, they did an amazing job, but they've never collabed with Mercedes. Ironically, I think what what's really cool about Mercedes is when you buy a Mercedes, you can have an analog clock in their dashboard. The interesting thing with Mercedes and their collaboration with a watch company is their analog clock is IWC. I think you can only get that in an S class though, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a Mercedes I can't afford. That's mm-hmm. all I know. But do you think it's an IWC or I is it just, just something branded. stamped it's IWC? It's got to be just something branded. Though. Because it's going to be an electric clock, right? Yeah. Well, what Attached. else could it be? By the way, another concern about these collaborations, I think as interesting as they are, they're not relatable because they're just so bloody expensive. Well, they're not relatable mm-hmm. for me. You, on the other hand, yeah. No. Yeah. When no Rolex, relation. you drop Rolexes on the street. <laughs> <laughs> you give Rolexes to Come people on. on the corner there. Wait, does Rolls Royce have a dash clock? They must, right? Yes, they have analog clock, but you can get this. Moliner Turbion, it's actually mechanical. It's not electronic. Real mechanical clock. In the Rolls-Royce? In the Bentea, yeah. Bentea. And how much is this uh, option? Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. But, yeah. 160K. Eesh. Eesh. That's it. This timepiece keeps turning. Oh, that's fancy as F. So... It keeps turning so that it stays wound. 
Oh, okay. Impressive. So this this clock, part of that price goes into the actual dash dashboard mm-hmm. because it's got a built-in winder into the dashboard. It's a watch to, winder. To keep it turning. Okay. Very but, nice. But here's the thing. The vehicle only costs a quarter million. And the watch? 160K. <laughs> Okay, huh. yeah, that doesn't make too much sense, does that, it? That's probably more than what the... <laughs> it's a pretty expensive the, option. Yeah, that's probably more than what the driver makes. Yeah, it's more than what the limousine driver makes driving the owner around, right? That clock is more pretty than impressive. his yearly salary. That's a pretty pricey option, in my opinion. That's, um, to say the least, 160000 Oh, Breitling makes it. Oh, Bre- uh, made by Breitling. Good for them. Just to make clear, when I say Rolls Royce, and you say Bentley, what was that name? Bentea. Bentea is the SUV. Is the SUV? They're the same company, right? Yeah, they're sister companies. Oh, okay, get them confused. All right. Um, so next dashboard clock. Dashboard clock. Uh, and watch collaboration. Bugatti. Dashboard Bugatti clock. Bugatti Veyron. And Parmigiani. Parmigiani is a high-end watch manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And they put one that's a tourbillon, which is removable. That is cool. It can be used as a dashboard clock or a wristwatch. Pretty fancy, huh? Yep. Um, Not sure how much it costs, but uh, most likely at least 50K, I would imagine. 50K for the... For watch the, upgrade? Yeah. Or the clock upgrade? Dashboard <laughs> yeah. clock? Well, yeah, it's, um, it's fancy. episode kind of morphed into a car and dashboard clock episode. Mm-hmm. Cars and watches, cars and clocks. Yeah, it's all the same, I think. This particular car and watch company ties it back to wristwatches because you're saying that, well, you tell me. It, it's transformable. You can use it as a dashboard clock. Or you can take it out and put it into a wristwatch that comes with a strap. It's very fancy. And then you can wear your Parmigiani watch outside. And then when you're done wearing it, you come to the car, you can put it back onto the dashboard if you want. That That's cool. That's pretty cool. And how much is this car? Oh, it's a Veyron. A Veyron's a million plus U.S. Maybe two million. Yeah, two million. One and a half, two million. So this option is probably six figures. There's no way it's going to be 50K. I think this option, this dashboard clock, wristwatch, would probably be (laughs) over 100K if it's... it's, You said Turbion as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely got to be over 100K. Well, my question is, these cars, like, how good are their suspension? Because... These tourbillons, they can't take too much of a beating. I mean, that means not only does your car need maintenance, your clock, your dashboard clock will need maintenance, right? Well, it's designed for the vehicle, so I'm sure it, it can withstand. Designed for the vehicle or designed for the driver's wallet? Well, either sure. or. I'm sure if it if it breaks, they'll order a new one. All right, yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Or you just put your Seiko there. <laughs> Dude, I... But just glue it on the dash. Or I'll just look at my infotainment system and look at the time that way. Yes. 
All right, so I think that wraps up a good clock and car. Yeah. Is there other cars and dashboard clocks? Cars and dashboard clocks? Yeah, there's Rolls Royce, as you know. Which we kind of cover with Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Inadvertently. Um, Sorry, folks, I screwed up that Rolls Royce Bentley. As I feared, this is not relatable to everyone, but hopefully entertaining and interesting for everyone. As always, let us know what you think. Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone. Yes, we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.